This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, stupid nerds. Uh, download the uh, Boogie Monster with, with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. So you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or important things. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. We're not, but you just did the. You just put Fozzie Bear into a disturbed song when we were talking, about, which I. Th- <laughs> I saw the. I saw Disturbed at Ozfest in 2000 and was just really down with that song. Uh, at, Fo- yeah. at Fozfest, you saw yeah. Disturbed at Fozfest. Fozfest. Fozzie Fozzie Bears. <laughs> Fozzie Fosborn. Mm-hmm. Somebody make whatever bullshit we're coming up with right now a real thing. <laughs> Dude, speaking of which, the band I used to work for, Fozzie, their the Fozzie, first yeah. the first iteration of their name was Fozzie Osborne because they just thought, "Ha, ah, wouldn't that be funny?" And then I think uh, they there was a I just thought ending. it was funny, and I didn't even know that. So. Yeah, yeah, they're, really, they, they started off Fozzie as Fozzie got Osborne. litigious. Uh huh. Yep. The Muppets. I didn't line. know the Muppets were litigious. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, Henson and Co. That. go hard in the paint in the courtroom. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Hambone? Oh, let's see. Since uh, since last week, was up in Seattle for the All Fantasy Everything uh, live go? show with those boys. <clears throat> good time. They got a, you know, they're just they're just good. They're good boys. That's a fun crew. Well liked, good boys. Uh-huh. And, uh, rolled up there with old Sean Jordan. Well mannered fellas. And. Yeah, just nice. Good souls. Good spirits, good souls. It was fun, though, to watch uh, Sean Jordan uh, loving him to pieces. The man, uh, his, his his tastes have stayed the same. And I like. I feel like I can span. Well, I've, and it's not like I'm not trying to like. I still look forward to Taco Bell some nights. Hmm. Like, oh, yeah, tonight I'm going to eat some trash and I'm yeah. going to love it. Okay. But I could also. Still eat some other things. And uh-huh. uh, we went out to eat before the show. He's like, yeah, we're going to seafood. He's like, I don't like seafood, but if the boys want seafood, yuck, we're going to get seafood. <laughs> and they just kept putting plates of oysters in front of him and looking at his face. Like, admittedly, though, you have to understand someone who doesn't want to eat an oyster. Yeah. Like, you can't argue with somebody who looks at that and is like, absolutely not. Yeah, that's one of those things. It's It's fairly polarizing either you're all in or no thanks this ugly rock 
has some goop inside of it. <laughs> it's delicious goop. I know, but it took me a while to appreciate it. And it's only in festive. I wouldn't sit and eat them myself. Like, it's a festive thing. I feel oh, like I, I almost have to be distracted by a good time. Yeah. You you wouldn't order the them oysters. alone? Probably not. Oh, I, I totally it's a, would. It's a, it's a communal thing. Mm-hmm. Or even if I was with somebody and I, I got them for myself, but I have to be like nachos. <laughs> they are like they are like nachos of the sea. That's true. Yeah, you put stuff on them. They're about yeah, the they're same all size. piled up. Mm-hmm. Although if you ate nachos the same way you ate oysters, I would kick you out of the restaurant <laughs> even if I didn't work there. Just the stuff You're sliding off sucking the, chip. the Sucking the cheese and salsa <laughs> off the top of each tortilla. Like, sir. Ugh. What are you doing? Sir, you need to leave. You need to leave this El Torito immediately. Oh, man, that's funny. (laughs) Oh, are these Pacific nachos or Atlantic nachos? You can tell (laughs) by the shape of the chip. Where were these (laughs) caught? (laughs) Yeah, where? I think raw oysters is definitely one of the items I could uh, compete in a in a in a food competition, eating competition. I I can't imagine me getting full on oysters. Like I just, I mean, I seriously, Katie and I go out. I can't imagine you getting full. (laughs) We've ordered. uh, (laughs) I think we've ordered three dozen before, just as an appetizer. But like, if if that was the main event, if that was my focus. I'm gonna go three dozen. Sit, yeah, we, we shared three dozen just as How a map. What what's the split on that share? Oh, she she puts them down too. Yeah, she she can hang. Oh yeah, yeah, she can hang with with seafood. But uh, I bet I could eat. Uh, seriously, <laughs> I think I could eat uh, ten dozen if I was really hungry. <laughs> just nothing else. Just give me ten. Bring, keep them coming. I could eat 120 I'm, oysters. But, oh Jesus! Stop, man! It's eleven <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> it is eleven o'clock in the morning. I'm just thinking about like what an absolute nightmare, vis- visually, what like like a, a true seafood feast of just crab, lobster, oyster, and like a whole fish on a table, and that just looks like that's like the Monster Squad. That's if you imagine visually, like oh here's most of these things, you have to beat through the outside with a hammer. <laughs> And this one just has the eyes and face still on it. Yeah. I'll have the fish frenzy. That's my favorite line from Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's taking uh, Jeff's, parent, <laughs> Jeff's parents out to dinner, and they go to a seafood restaurant, and Jeff's dad's like, I'll have the fish frenzy. Whatever the hell that was. <laughs> it's truly horrors of the deep. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that old, that old... Comedic device of the first person to milk a cow, but like seriously, the first person to think like, "Oh, I could crack this open and just eat the goop." Like, yeah, I mean, I had a had to be real hungry. Trademark, trademark, too long joke about uh, how we're afraid of spiders, but we love crab. Yes, it, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's true. It's a bigger crab yeah. with a skeleton. Oh, this this small thing that hides in the corner of my house and doesn't really bother me terrifying this <laughs> something a hundred times its size covered in armor mm. <laughs> we, should, we should try and eat it we should probably try and eat that one. <laughs> oh man 
Oh, I love crab, too. I just grabbed... How do you treat bugs in your house? What do you mean? I mean, I'm nice to them. You, squ- you squash you know. them or you... Uh, depends on what it is. Depend- depends on if it pissed me off or not. Yeah, uh, flies die. Flies can die. Yeah, flies can die. Uh, spiders I catch, and I, I catch and release. Spiders don't bother me. I'm not. A- How do you do the catch and release? I'll just catch them with my hand and throw them out in the yard. That's Get what I've been doing. Get out of here. Yeah, none of these are, unless it's like real big. Mm-hmm. Daddy long legs, daddy long legs just die yeah. if you look at them hard. <laughs> what you're going to be called spider. daddy and long legs, and you're going to be that much of a pussy? Get out of yeah. here, spider. You've earned, you've earned none of those nicknames. Yeah, bugs, spiders, none of that bothers me. Snakes don't bother me. Uh, rodents. I'll fucking move if a rat ran across the floor right now. I'm out really? of here. Yeah, I don't like rodents yeah, you got, at but all. But you got... You got those bruisers in there, so you're not going to have a yeah. That's you're not going to have a rodent problem. That's that's by design. It's no accident that I have cats. <laughs> <laughs> Keep those fuckers out of here. Yeah, I'm surprised those cats haven't eaten Charlie yet. <laughs> <laughs> if you forget to feed those cats, I'm going to say if you forget to feed those cats for two days, that dog's gone. The dog is doomed. <laughs> oh, that's a horrifying image. Oh, that dog! That dog knows it too. There's a power dynamic over there. Yeah, Harvey kind of rules the roost over here. He's he's king of the block, and then uh, Truman is very <laughs> timid, but uh, he's also sinister. He 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 does a lot of psychological warfare on Charlie, and uh, Charlie's just dumb as shit. He's so <laughs> dumb. I love him, but he's so dumb. <laughs> Like we do this little routine, all right? I take he we take him out about four times a day. We've had him for three years, so whatever that math is, thousands of times he's gone on walks, and every time I got this little technique with this little harness, lay the harness out flat on the ground, and I'll like walk him into it, like he'll step into it. But every time I lay it flat on the ground, he just looks at me like, "What the fuck is this?" What do we do now? And I'm like, we do the thing that you do multiple times a day every day, dumbass. He just he will not just walk into it himself. Have to kind of lift him up and, and scoot him into it. He's just like, what do I do? I just don't understand that. You think he been, would figure uh, it out? By he's now. been. I learned a, I learned a phrase last week called weaponized incompetence. Okay. Which is where you pretend to not know how to do something for mm-hmm. so long. Everybody just does it for you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've, I've utilized that technique. I think you, I think you're being played. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, you're being played by your Charles am. over there. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he's he's probably he probably knows what he's doing. Oh man, Did doing see any ghosts this week? <laughs> see any... <laughs> I'm trying to get us on the subject matter. See any ghosts? Which this we week. don't have any. Nothing no, got... haunted happened to me this week. Nah, nothing. Oh, I'm trying to think. I, mean, I watched some good scary movies. Watched. Uh... So, well, one wasn't scary, but I watched probably the most fun action movie I've seen in years. I don't know if it's okay. action or thriller. All right, uh, it's not the scary. One. I watched, I rewatched the Skeleton Key. Did you ever see that with uh, what's her name, Kate Hudson? No, that's a good one. That's a, it's uh, yeah. it, it's set in Louisiana. It starts off in New Orleans. She's like a, a nurse. Then she gets a gig out in the swamps. They don't. I don't think they say where, but somewhere out in rural Louisiana. She's like a personal nurse to this old dude. I could see how Swamp Nurse wasn't yeah. the title. <laughs> swamp Nurse. That they went with. 
but yeah, excellent. I mean, it's like 15 years old, I think, 20 years old. It's, it's not a new movie, but uh, right up your alley. So, Re- really American good. Southern Gothic Supernatural Horror Films, mm-hmm. as it's described on Wikipedia. Really good. Okay, good. I'm looking for Good twist for at stuff. the end. Um, yeah? I watched that. I watched, ooh, last night we watched a movie called Lizzie about Lizzie Borden with, uh, what's her name? Mm-hmm. I never know how to pronounce her name. Chloe Sevigny? Is that how you pronounce her name? Sure, sure. I've always liked her, but uh, real good, real good movie. I-, I didn't know anything about the Lizzie Borden story. That's one of those names, like, okay, yeah, I know she's infamous for something, but I didn't yeah, really know she, the story. Yeah, uh, chop, chop him up with an axe. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And some, um, I don't know how to tactfully say this, uh, 16-year-old Dave would have really loved this movie. Some nice uh, nice girl-on-girl stuff, you know, nice Cinemax, you know, not... <laughs> Rated R, nothing, nothing too extreme, but like, oh, look at that! Isn't that nice? They're kissing. Way to go! Bless your heart. Okay. Yeah. Little, little wholesome girl on girl. It's hot. Yeah. Hot stuff. Even in, in, even Borden, even with a period stuff. drama, you know, it's like even though there was still yeah, you know, the period dramas, it, it's hard to. I, I can't go there in my mind romantically with period stuff because I always worry about the hygiene. You know, it's like, oh boy. But uh, <laughs> but it was nice. It was good. Not to be creepy. T- you know? It was like a little like a little bonus. Like, oh look at this, a good movie and, and yeah. the kissing. Way to go. Ro- romance in the seventeen hundreds just yeah. has an odor to it that yeah. uh, really <laughs> permeates my imagination. But it was good. Uh I'll I'm I'm leading up to the one I was talking about. And then I saw another movie that could have been great. But it was like I don't know how to describe it. It was it was a slow burn, and then you finally get to something. You're like hell yeah, and that I've never seen a movie crash and burn within one scene, like this one scene where you're like hell wow. yeah, great twist, and then you're like oh no, what are they doing? Uh, just really needed a rewrite. But this one was called I think it was called Gone in the Night with Winona Ryder. Um. Kind of starts off the way Barbarian started off, and that's not a spoiler. But night. like, but like, oh, we, we're going to an Airbnb, but someone's already here. I guess there was a mistake. Okay, and a, a lot of good little twists and turns, and then the big twist. You're like, hell yeah, very interesting. And then in that one scene, like there was like four other twists that didn't need to happen. It was just like, okay, everybody calm down. But that one was almost a great movie. And then got good 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 actors in this one. Yeah. Dermot yeah. Mulrooney. Yeah. Yeah, he was good I feel in like that. This, I've seen this Owen Teague dude and stuff. It, he was in it. That's why. Bloodline. Always oh, doing Bloodline. Katie just brought in a uh, a speaking of the skeleton key. Katie just brought in a box of kosher salt in case I wanted to she, Katie's uh, been dabbling in hoodoo, by the way. Oh, I was like, how is that supposed? I'm not sure how that. Uh, in in the skeleton key, there's uh, they use brick dust and salt and stuff. As far as like, um, I guess this is part of a technique in hoodoo, but um, you you put brick dust or salt or something outside your door, and that way anybody mm-hmm. wanting to do harm to you can't enter. But if so. it's so, if it's kosher, it's like Jewish voodoo, then. Yeah, I guess so. I, I think that's just all well, we had was kosher salt, but. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think it has to be kosher. It's Judo. It's yeah. it's Jewish Judo. <laughs> anyway, movie 
uh, one of the best action thrillers I've seen in a while. Emily the Criminal with Aubrey Plaza. Oh, people have been talking that one. Up. Who I've I've never been a huge fan of. You know, it could take her leave. I didn't. I think I have a negative association with her because I didn't like that show she was on, like early in her career. What's that sitcom? Where they're just also uh, proud of com- themselves. Par- par- parks. Parks and Rec, Community. <laughs> All those, like, you could tell they're the writer's so room. Yeah, they're so proud. Oh, look at this joke. Look at that. Aren't we quippy? <laughs> it's like nobody fucking talks like that. <laughs> so, uh, only some of the most popular sitcoms of the modern era of television. No, no. Oh, thanks. look who's all proud of themselves. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> problem with 30 rock i'll admit 30 rock was funny it had some funny parts but there was it was just too much of like wink wink at the camera see what we did there wordplay no waka, I, I liked waka. it i liked it no i liked it because there was never a there was never a moment where it's like oh here's a serious i no, would I, rather that yeah i appreciate that we're yeah. gonna t- this is live action simpsons that's all it is yeah i, I mean i appreciate that. that but um What's her name? Aubrey Plaza. Okay. Uh, yeah. Take her, leave her. Never been, you know, whatever. She's fine. She crushes it in this movie. Uh, not only was the acting good, but her character. Like, the character. There was, like, five mm-hmm. times where I just yelled, yes! <laughs> Get him! <laughs> like, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, sh- uh, this character in Street Justice Dave would be uh, be in cahoots. Uh, she, she's, she's okay. This girl, don't, she don't take no shit. And it's weird, I, without spoiling it, like, I'll just say this, like, it's weird that you're rooting for her at first. You're like, I shouldn't be rooting for this girl, but yeah, get her. Get him. But yeah, there were some, some mm. great scenes in it, and just, just, like, one of those movies where it knows what it is, it doesn't try to do too much, there's not so many weird layers that you've got to unpack, where it's it, it's very straightforward, kind of meat and potatoes. I will say this, like, uh... Los Angeles underbelly, kind of the under the seedy underbelly of Los Angeles. So there's a lot of good uh, LA yeah. scenery and stuff. And uh, shout out to my old buddy. Uh, I don't know if you know Ricardo Flanagan. Uh, really funny dude out of Detroit. Passed away about a year ago during COVID. But just uh, oh. really, really a nice dude. Really a funny dude. One of those guys where like every time I saw him, just such such a jolly dude. And uh, yeah. but yeah, he passed away during COVID. But he shows up in this movie. He's like, oh, there's Ricarlo. So, R.I.P. Ricarlo Flanagan plays a good, not a huge role, but a nice, nice small little role. And uh, but yeah. yeah, I can't recommend this movie enough. Emily the Criminal, okay. really bad, badass movie, really good. Nice. So I mean, seriously, one of the best. Uh, like, just not that I'm not saying it's like an Oscar caliber movie, but just sometimes like. Katie and I are big fans of, like, 90s thrillers. It seemed like in the 90s there was just a surplus of these just straightforward, simple to follow, not too cheesy, but not too serious, just thrillers. You know, kind of like a fugitive or sleeping with the enemy. All those 90s. This kind of had that vibe to it. Okay. All right. I I see what you're saying. It's not going over the top with gourd or something. It's just... Setting a mood up for you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really okay. enjoyed that movie. So yeah, watched a bunch of movies this week because it gets dark now at 2 p.m. and I don't know what to do with myself. So, Oh, you think it's dark early for you? <laughs> Did you come north about 12 hours, 15 hours? What time hours? does it? I'm exaggerating, but it gets dark here I'll look, before 5 I'll o'clock. Let me employ. Like 4.45, it's like dark. 
Uh, I'll tell and you I know right everybody now, complains sun, about this, but it just feels weird. Sun sunrise is at seven oh eight. Sunset is at four forty one. Wow. That's like when it's going below the horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it feels like here. Like, yeah, it bites it. It sucks. The other day, I'm, we're watching a movie, and I'm, I just look out the window, and it's completely dark. And I'm like, "Oh, it must be seven thirty. Nope, nope, it's five oh two. Like, good lord. I still, I, yeah, I still don't know what the implications of getting rid of daylight savings time would really be Mm-mm. for for the populace. But, um, I, uh. I'm glad I got, I got to get down with the movies more. Mm-hmm. I got to get a more comfortable movie setup. Oh yeah, what's your I setup? What, 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 what. Well, it's just in the living room, which is mm-hmm. still kind of because it's a you know very small mm-hmm. house up here. So the living room is the TV room. I got my bedroom like where I'm in right now, and I could just like sit in a chair and watch a movie. But it's not the most ideal. Yeah, I tell you, man, I'm looking at uh, possibly buying, possibly moving. For permanent up here to Oregon, really? And I got a, I got design. I want a big. I want the dumb thing that, like, if you're, you know, if you're an intellectual, you're not supposed to celebrate TV. I want a big stupid couch. <laughs> I want a big stupid TV. I want yeah, basically like, like, I want to like sink in. Like, I want to have the entertainment area. Mm-hmm. I've been playing a game called The Last of Us. Which apparently was this huge game that came out when it like when it did come out maybe mid aughts I think I'm not sure I'm not huge into games but I'm like I want to play scary video games okay and they did like did a reissue which is like basically like I think like like how they'll remaster a movie like redo the color and everything and just uh-huh. redo the sound they did that for this game and I wouldn't know the difference from what it was before to this. But I was uh-huh. playing it last night, and I got one. The first scare that happened, I put it down. I'm like, no, I'm going to bed. I can't I can't do this to myself at this hour of the night. <laughs> it's <laughs> a really good – it's uh, it's you're, you're, it's a it's a zombie outbreak game. Mm-hmm. But now the premise of the game is you have to get – it's like so many years after the outbreak. And they, these games, they, they're like movies. They set mm-hmm. you up like film. Yeah, you're. They're kind of teaching you how to play the game, but a lot of it's exposition in the beginning uh-huh. of like do this basic task. But what they're doing, it's a wax on, wax off kind of thing. <laughs> you know, they're just teaching you like, oh, this control teaches you how to grab a thing or climb a thing, but they're also giving you this story. And so this guy starts with like, it's him and his daughter. There's a crazy zombie outbreak. You're trying to get out of this town in Texas, and. uh Things go wrong, and his his daughter dies, and now he's just now it's I don't know twenty some years later I don't know how long now it's set in Boston or in the Northeast, and now you're in charge of like there's this like teenager this girl and she has the disease but she hasn't gotten sick from it okay so she holds the key to the the cure for whatever is causing people to do this. But you have to get her to some like headquarters or some like military base. So and so you have to protect her going through. I went been through Boston. Now I'm in like uh, Pittsburgh, trying to get through. And you're driving to, like, and you're well, you're driving. Then you're in a city, and then you're like fighting zombies to get through the city, and it's like all like it's a city that's been abandoned for twenty or forty years. Uh huh. But then 
you got to go through abandoned buildings and collect supplies and craft, you know, solutions and weapons. And then, oh, here's the, this one's filled with zombies. This one's filled with like marauder types that have taken advantage of the situation. So they're basically just like pirate vigilantes. But man, it's fucking, it gets tense and scary. And one, there's like super zombies and one jumped out at me last night and it killed me right away. I'm like, I'm going to bed. I can't do this right now. Like, it's been a long weekend. I'm very tired. I slept for nine and a half hours last night. I'm like, I can't do super zombies, man. What's the longest you've played a video game in one setting? Like, not with, like, you know, take a bathroom break or whatever, but like, oh, I've pl- I've been playing this for five hours today. Oh, I've done, done any of those. I remember when uh, Far Cry came out. The one I started playing on is like you're fighting a cult in Minnesota, and there uh-huh. I don't know how much you know about video games. Almost Dave, nothing, but like there. Okay, yeah. uh, so that it's like it's called open world, uh-huh. which is basically I don't know what the last games you were playing were or anything. Original Nintendo was okay. the last time. Okay. Seriously, yeah, the Dude. original Nintendo. Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't follow. I'm like I'm not good at these. I don't like want to play with other people. Or I just like getting lost in them every once in mm-hmm. a while. Open world concept. It's basically that's it. Walk out your door right now, Dave. That's the video game. Go okay. anywhere. Now eventually it'll start kind of like batting you into the mission. Uh huh. But like you know, like uh, like how uh uh shit. What's the Jesus Christ? The Grand car Theft, one. Grand I, Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, uh-huh. where you're just driving around. Like it's modeled after Los Angeles. You could be on the Sunset Strip. You're in the Hollywood Hills. You're in uh-huh. Santa Monica. You could just get out of your car and start walking around and do stuff that way. You could drive around and do stuff that way. That's how these games are. It's complete open world. And it's, to me, as a that simpleton. Sounds fun. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. To me, as a simpleton, when I first started playing these, I couldn't believe how expansive mm-hmm. you had to go. And so to answer your question, that game came out and was the first one I really started playing that was like that. This game, Far Cry. And I think I'd just gotten home from... Australia and I was super jet lagged so I was all screwed up I think I played it for seven hours wow yeah I think I was, remember I was playing it at night and Rachel's like all right well just you know if you're going to bed soon I'm like yeah no I'll be in bed soon and then she got up to go to work and she's like what are you doing I'm like I, yeah what like, I didn't even <laughs> notice the sun was coming up my instinct is to be like that's insane but when you're sitting around binging a show, I've I've probably watched seven hours of Sopranos in one setting, and and to your case, at least you're interactive, at least you're engaged and doing something that's interactive as opposed to just, me just staring at the TV, watching Which a show. Is probably I, I why already, you could stay up, yeah, a show I've already seen multiple times. <laughs> so like I I'm not even surprised by it. it's like no I know what's happening but I'm still just enthralled. Well. Yeah, and my thing was, you know, I'm not coordinated and I don't want to, like, put the time in to be good at these games, but they do make the challenges. You can set the difficulty rating and then the cha- – like, it. it is like they, they do give you multiple – okay, I'm going to try it over again and it's problem. Sometimes I do get furious. Mm-hmm. I haven't thrown a controller yet. Okay. I haven't, I haven't been that kind of pissed. I, still I used to do myself, that like, when I was a kid, yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that 
Kyle's throw controllers, man. <laughs> man, like, I hate seeing me. I hate seeing memes about Kyle's and being like, "Yep, yep, yeah." <laughs> I wish uh, I was an exception to the rule, but I am not. I will uphold all the memes of a Kyle. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Is there a video game where, let's say, maybe you're driving a cool car, maybe I'm driving an old Chevelle or something around town, and the and then I've got missile launchers on the hood of, of said car, and then the objective is just to exterminate terrible drivers, like people in the fast lane, if I get behind them and just so, blow them up? That would be fun. So many. I would love so that. So many games. I would love that. We were playing a game... The original of that, I remember, was just called Twisted Metal, and that was mm-hmm. Nintendo 64. Oh, there's so many car games. Yeah. I mean, Dave, you guys are just, you guys are treating yourself to some things you normally wouldn't over there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why you wouldn't just kind of wander over into a, a PlayStation, Xbox kind of area. I think my problem because then, is. Because you could also throw down and play some Wheel of Fortune or some shit on Yeah. There. No, it Something looks fun, fun for the family. I'm not morally opposed to it. It looks fun. Uh, I just know with my personality and, and my uh, my tendencies, I, I don't need another thing to be distracted by. I don't need another thing to keep me from being productive, and I just feel like that would just be another thing. But yeah, but maybe like I could said, replace instead of watching TV. It. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't play. I got like I. It took me a while. I get one game I start I like and I start playing it. If it gets too difficult, I start losing interest. Like like uh, God of War is in, like won all the best games and it's it's an amazing game and it takes me a while to start getting into it and like especially the fantasy stuff. Like oh, I got to start getting in the mood. I'm not like a sci-fi fantasy guy. Mm-hmm. So like oh, you're fight. You got like a guy's decapitated head hanging off your belt and he gives you advice and shit. And it's like all right, okay, we'll see. Mm. I'm going to fight goblins and like that one I started to get into, but then it got to a point where it was too difficult and it didn't hold my interest to go past, like to learn more. Uh It's the stuff that's based in real world. I remember I went into a GameStop and straight up asked like the 16 year old behind the counter of just like, this is the kind of thing I like. What would you recommend? And she just went, Oh, here, here's these games. Like, uh, Fallout 4 
where you're some re- also set in Boston, this one. And where like basically they took over what's the uh uh what's the I don't know if they took over Fenway. It must be Fenway and basically that's the city now. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're just running around inside of Fenway Park, but it's like that's like where the community is set up safe from the okay weird creatures and things on the outside. But it's set like so all the stuff is left over from the fifties when like a nuclear fallout happened, huh? And so you're in the future of nuclear fallout with everything, all things like like a nuclear bomb could create weird flying bugs and everything. But the vehicles and the buildings and the devices are all have this fifties aesthetic to them. Okay. And that's kind of, that was kind of neat. I mean, I started playing that one. I got lost. There was just so much going on in that one. I kind of dipped out of it. Some of them are overstimulating. There's too many things. Are there games that's that I mean, are... Like, go ahead. Well, when it's set in the future, and all of a sudden, when it's in the future, the imagination is like, well, this is the 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 photon orb to deploy against these. I'm like, I don't... I'm not going to remember that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remember that these things you hit with a bat and these things you shoot with a shotgun. I can remember that, <laughs> but not, I don't remember what the made up game science is. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a lot to keep I, up I retain. Maybe that's my lack of imagination, mm-hmm. but I only retain the, like the similar to real world game science. That makes sense. I wonder, are there games that are completely the other way, like just the most mundane games? Like, I'm thinking of like a first-person grocery bagger. Buddy? Where you're just bagging groceries. We will get you hooked up with Farming Simulator. Ooh, okay, Farming. Yeah, all right. All right, I got this kind of crop. It needs this much water. But I got Uh this other kind of crop. That needs more water. Now I don't Uh have enough of a water source. Now I got to build water sources. Ooh, I like that. Okay. There's every, there's every kind of game. Hmm. Yeah. That I, Animal Crossing is what everybody was nuts about. Now, which one's that? And it's beni- it's I don't even know. I tried to play it. I don't know what you do. Hmm. But it's benign. It's just a family-friendly. It's nice. It's nice. You do nice things. Do they Have they redone any of the old classic games, like with, with modern technology and graphics and stuff like i'd like um, to, like a new metroid or a new mario brothers where it like looks a lot better yes oh the super mario world odyssey on nintendo switch is i couldn't stop playing that one hmm. and that's on a handheld device but you could plug it into the tv too hmm. um yeah, that one. More again, open world and you're still like bonking weird things and getting coins and everything, but so they did that. I'm I'm sure there's like I don't know if it's Metroid, what was I playing? Doom. I played some Doom. You could play the new Castle Wolfensteins. I don't know insane. the original. What what's Castle Wolfenstein? Oh, you were just you were going to raid a castle. You're going to fight Nazis. Okay. But now the Nazis have like futuristic dirigibles and they're giant robot Nazis. And it's. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. I've said this before. I think the only game I have like an actual ethical issue with is like it just like the war games that are based on real history, like a World War II game or a Vietnam, Vietnam game. Like that just seems a mm-hmm. little like, oh, look, that's exactly how my grandfather died. Like that just seems a little disrespectful, or 
Yeah, there's no like 9-11 games. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, you could. Yeah. I always think about it's that. It's funny. They won't, they won't touch that. Only, only, uh, only wars that have been on foreign soil. Yeah, okay. There's yeah, no, there's, there's no, uh, yeah, there's no revolutionary war games, but there are World War I. I actually, those games are, I like playing those games, but I understand, like, it is an odd uh, thing, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but there's a, there's a small wooden box of secrets over at my grandfather's house with these, <laughs> with letters home and patches. Like, yeah. Anyway, I got a high score on that thing you did back in the 40s there, Granddad. <laughs> or what's that? I, got, I, got a, I don't know. I got a high score off Okinawa. <laughs> I don't know how you did. Personal best for me, though. Tried to connect with your grandfather. <laughs> yeah. What's that bit Kumail had? Was it Grand Theft Auto or something where they were in his actual neighborhood? Oh, no, it was, it was like a Call of Duty or something. Uh-huh. Where they were in Karachi, Pakistan. He's like, I know that corner. That's yeah. the video store I used to go to. <laughs> That's He's like, a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see how that would be a little too close to home. But these ga- I mean, these f- fake scenarios with the zombies and everything, you mm-hmm. go, like like the one in Los Angeles, you know the neighborhoods they're implying. Yeah. You know, so... The war ones are a little. I'm I, yeah. I get it. I also don't think that like a a 97 year old World War II survivor is like sitting down to play. Yeah. Those games, but again, it also falls in line with like, oh, I like it because I know like, yeah, this is a single shot rifle. Mm-hmm. It's not some space cannon that boils the blood of my enemies. <laughs> I'm like oh yeah, I can I can I can, re- I can understand this, the limitations of what I'm working with here. Yeah. Also, the one I was playing one, it was I think it was Battlefront, and it was World War One, and you play as all the different armies. Oh really? I think it was all the Allied forces, though. I don't think you get to play as. And also, my knowledge of World War One is pathetic. Yeah, mine too. I don't know much about so, World War One. I was trying to learn more recently about like why things started, and there is kind of like a lot of small time drama that caused everything to mm-hmm. get going for World War One. Yeah, the, the assassination of uh, I believe it was Archduke Ferdinand, Franz Ferdinand, S- Franz Ferdinand. That was what started it all. And mm-hmm. they weren't. They, there was a failed assassination attempt, yeah. and one of the assassins was just hanging out, and all of a sudden, he's like, oh, there he is. Yeah. <clears throat> what a son of a bitch that must have been. <laughs> Boy, I really blew it this time. Oh, I got a chance to make the boss proud. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy stuff, buddy. Uh, what'd you eat, by the way, at the seafood restaurant? <laughs> Crazy stuff. What'd you eat? What'd I eat where? At the seafood restaurant. What'd you get down on? Oh, I had uh, I had some oysters. I had some... Mm, Mussels? Which are the ones that are hot? Hot Uh, little guys. Mussels are often hot. Yeah, mussels and clams are usually hot. I think it was mussels with a good sauce. Mussels, kind of a darker shell, kind of a navy blue, black shell. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Is it just a seafood pot or seafood boil? What is it when you just get like the hot pot of everything in front of you and you dip the bread in the sauce? Yeah, I think. Is that a hot pot? I think it's a hot pot. 
But hot pot's Asian. I'm talking like more of yeah. it's like a New England kind of steam, oh, okay. steam pot. Oh, steam, yeah, like a steam, steam pot. Boat, buddy. Yeah, I think a steam pot. Just yeah, that stuff. I love all that shit. Oh, man. Any shit. Those were good. But that's what I wonder. Like, how much do you like a oyster versus how much do you like the little horseradish and the stuff you put on it? See, I, I could go, a lot of times I go straight up just the oyster. I like the, the salty, briny, chewy oyster flavor. Now, I'll put a little bit of red but, wine vinegar on there. Maybe some of those shallots, but I'm not a big horseradish guy. I, I like it, but it overpowers everything. So I, I, I tend to stay away from it. If I gave you a piece of like flavorless, like a flavorless gummy bear in salt water, mm-hmm. would that not be the same? Like what I'm wondering is what is it about the oyster itself that you like? I like... Well, I, I like the texture. I like the chewy. Sometimes I'll chew them, you know, if they're big enough, rather than just slide them down. You know, if I chew it more than if I chew it more than twice, I might throw up. Oh, really? No, even though I I'm like even it. though I'm enjoying them, if mm-hmm. I have to bite it twice, I'm like, nah, nope, get it out of here. <laughs> but I like just the I like the salty brine. I like just you can it just tastes so fresh. Like, and I I don't know enough about oysters, but while I'm if I've got a variety. On the plate, I can tell, like, okay, that one's, you know, a little saltier. This one's a little funkier, whatever. But, like, I like trying to figure out the di- where they're coming from and the different varieties and whatnot. But, yeah, I love just the, the, the probably the brine, just the salty, briny taste, the fresh ocean taste. Oh, I love it. Can't get enough. The only bummer is when there's, like, uh, sand or something in there. You get a little yeah. bit of gritty sand. That's always a bummer. <clears throat> but, okay, fresh ocean taste. That's what I'm like, okay. That makes me rethink when I'm having them. Because I do like them, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. why isn't this just some chili salt water Mm -hmm. with a substance? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm trying to want. Is it the experience? Is it like, like, oh, yeah, there are these oddities in a shell that I'm eating. So that's what makes it. Well, there's something cool. Because if that flavor was replicated, like if you just gave me unshell, like if you just had a plate plate of oysters with no shell. Uh Uh-huh. Would anybody eat that? Yeah, yeah, I think so, right? Because I a that, bowl of a bowl of unshelled oysters. Well, when I was at Koshan in New Orleans uh, a couple weeks ago, we had uh, chili garlic oh, oysters that weren't in the shell. They 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 came in like their own little tray. They had like this little special tray that had like the little divots in them, but. There was no shell involved, so they just put the actual oyster in the little divots of these trays and then hit it with some chili garlic butter and you just eat it with a fork. <sighs> oh, boy, it was fantastic. It's fantastic. But what I was going to say, I think also part of the appeal to me of raw oysters is that it's neat that you could eat something that has not been prepared or cooked. I mean, it's been prepared in, in terms of they shuck it and all that, yeah. and clean it, but like the fact that this is raw, this is... It's probably the tastiest raw thing you could get a hold of. Beach like walnuts. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, I had a I had a hell of a meal this week. What'd you it's been, been a while since I've been uh to my beloved Parks barbecue. Korean barbecue. What's a while? Tell me what a while is. Uh since August. I went there on my birthday and uh while we were there, Katie uh, secretly went up and got me a gift card and then presented it to me later that evening, and it's just been burning a hole in my pocket ever since. Okay. So, well, you've been uh, on the road, too. Yeah, I've been on the road. And, uh, uh took uh, our buddy Kenny DeForest. We had a nice meat lunch. I saw uh, Kenny in Seattle. 
Really? Yeah. Kenny was, was playing the same venue. How about that? Yeah, he told me he was leaving the next day to go up to Seattle. I didn't. Yeah, I thought. I didn't yeah, think about I you guys crossing paths. But yeah, uh, we, we we did some damage. We we uh, we shut them down, man. It was uh, it was chaos. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was it was chaos. It was awesome. They we put them out of business. They called the bank and the fire department. On little Sunday. little tip: when you go to eat Korean barbecue, uh, a lot of times you got to ask for uh, bean paste and sesame oil. Apparently they don't give those to to white people. I mean, I don't think it's like an intentional. <laughs> I don't think it's like an intentional prejudice thing. I just think it's like, all right, this is for people in the know. Uh, but yeah, I got us some bean paste and some sesame oil. Then they give you this other little bean sauce. paste. Is bean paste sweet? It's it's kind of sweet and savory. I don't know how to describe it, and I don't know what the hell it is. But there's it's more than just mashed up beans. There's something going on there, but boy. No, I got something in my head that I think I know what it is, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I'm correct or not. Dude, but we got the short rib, we got the pork belly, and just all those. Is it bok, bok chan? I, I never know how to pronounce bok it. Bok choy. Oh, not bok choy. Bok chan, the, um, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but all the little appetizers, all the little pickled vegetables and stuff they give you. Bok choy. Well, I know what bok choy is a vegetable. But are you saying that that's also the name of the the umbrella of all the appetizers there? Uh, when I was in, it was all different types of bok choy. Okay. Okay. Bok maybe. choys. Maybe okay. if you want to try to pluralize bok choys. Okay. Well, I, okay. Yeah, because I don't know, I'll I'll not argue with you. I'm saying I do know there is a little green vegetable called bok choy that I used to eat a lot when I was on that oh. horrible vegan diet. No, when I got it, it was yeah, it was just bok choy prepared like okay. five different ways in little gotcha. metal bowls. Okay. But, but man, yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're getting. I just wanted to irritate you by saying, "Oh, that's choy over no, over that's again. okay." <laughs> but no, like they give you a little kimchi, and then they got these pickled cucumbers. Kimchi's uh, the other one. Okay, oh, I love kimchi. But yeah, and a little sprouts. What's kimchi versus bok choy. What's kimchi? Kimchi is like fermented cabbage, and maybe some bok other choy stuff. is like the root. Bok choy is like a celery type thing. Yeah, yeah. Bok, so, bok choy is very much like a celery type thing with a gotcha. nice little okay. leafy green at the end. And I, and I like bok yes. choy. Right. But, uh, yeah, but they give you, like, 15 different little things. You know, you got the little soy Dude, they, things it's, and the sprouts. Stop buying so much of this. Oh, yeah, you got so much of this. So it's good. like it's like you got too much. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, just give them some bok choy with it. <laughs> but, man, uh, it's probably one of my uh, – I'm so fucking fat. I, I say this all. It's probably one of my favorite meals. <laughs> I, Katie called me out on that the other day. She's like, uh, how many favorite restaurants do you have? Because everything's your don't, favorite restaurant. Don't apologize for having oh, too much love to give, Dave. Dude, Korean barbecue. Don't, don't you apologize thing. for that. What a special thing. <laughs> so much fun. Oh, also cook some gumbo. I cook some gumbo this weekend, too. I saw those, I saw those photos. Those looked... Uh, dude. They look beautiful. Gumbo's just... mm. All right, I'm getting all horned up here. I'll calm down. Uh, Let's get into a topic. You want to talk about some shit? Yeah! We got 15 minutes left. (laughs) We're also doing... We're going to record a... We're doing Boogie Monster AM today, and we're going to do Boogie Monster PM. Yeah, working overtime. Next week. Working overtime. uh, A few few cocktails in, we start really chopping it up about some real issues, baby. That's right, man. I'm going back out of the road in a couple of weeks, driving... Uh, basically, not not all the way across country, but uh, I'm driving from here to uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, to start my journey, to start the little run. Okay. 
And I was doing the math. I think that last trip that uh, that I took with Katie, I think that was my 24th and 25th jaunt across the country. I've driven, Dang and when man. I say cross country, I just mean California to somewhere in the southeast or east coast. You know, I'm not necessarily driving ocean, you know, coast to coast. But uh, as far as like driving from California to somewhere in the in the southeast or the east coast, uh, I've done that or back. I've done that uh, 25 times, and all that's only been done in the last 10 years. I haven't. I didn't start doing that till I moved out here. I never never been to California, but maybe three hours before I moved out here. And you moved out here sight unseen, right? Yep. You say? Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, going for it. I we were out here for like three hours on a Beards of Comedy run years ago. I think you you did a show. Remember with that? Us. Yeah. You yeah. Played at, the, uh, yeah. You played Meltdown. Uh, one of the first shows at Meltdown. Meltdown. R.I.P. Meltdown. But since I moved out here, uh, that first trek out here being the first trip, um, I think I'm. I think this next one's going to be number twenty six and twenty seven. So, uh, man, Damn, dude. that's a, that's a lot of miles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, knock on wood, I've had uh, pretty good luck for the most part in terms of uh, my travels. But I was just thinking, uh, we've talked a lot about haunted houses and other haunted places, but uh, I don't think we've ever talked about haunted roads. And I found what is uh, allegedly one of the most haunted roads in America. It's in Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's a place called Riverdale Road. Sure. Kind of runs through, uh, I think, the town of Brighton, Colorado, which I think is uh, a little bit uh, northeast of Denver. And apparently, okay, this place is, is spooky as hell. Let's um, go to the maps. For example, there's a jogger. There's a there's a ghost jogger. Apparently, uh, well, this no, I'm confusing it with this other case. I don't know when this happened, but apparently a jogger was out jogging one day on Riverdale Road, and he got uh, he got hit by a car. A little hit and run action. Poor guy died. All right. But now people say that uh, I don't know this particular stretch of Riverdale Road. They say that uh, a lot of times you you can see a ghost jogger, like you see him when you're driving up on him behind him. And you're like, oh, that's a weird place for a guy to be jogging. And then when you look in your rearview mirror, there's nobody there. He's gone. And uh, apparently, uh, what several... a dumb ghost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just jogging. What a what a stupid ghost. But apparently, uh, some people who have stopped in that area will hear footsteps jogging up towards them, and then uh, handprints on the windshield. On on your left. <laughs> oh. Move. You have, a, you have an extra Nature Valley bar I can have? <laughs> Man, yeah. fucking ghost jogger. Got ghost no jogger. Joggers. Bangs on your bangs on the window, handprints on the windshield. Uh, that would be creepy as hell, though. Like at night, in the middle of nowhere, you just see what you think is a jogger, and then he disappears, and now you got handprints on your window. That'd be weird. I'm looking at Google Maps, like it just the juxtaposition. I'm like, I'm gonna try and find this haunted road, but you know how there's advertisements on Google Maps. Yeah. Like the only advertisement on this, like however many square footage miles, is just for supercuts. <laughs> <laughs> Most haunted road in America. <laughs> By the way, there's a supercuts at the corner of 128th and Quebec Street. 
Thanks, Supercuts. That was the that's the information I need. You know what? You know what? I do need a shitty haircut. I was actually searching for uh, you know maybe a nearby uh, uh, urgent care or something or, or a restaurant. But now that I come to think of it, I'd love a an apprentice grade haircut. <laughs> Oh, those are often very terrible. I uh, not to knock any of the. No, I get it. You know, young people giving it a shot out there. One thing you got to do when you get in the, when you're given a haircut, let's uh, be thorough with getting all the damn hair off of my face and shoulders. I used to go to this place oh. years ago where the guy had uh, like an air compressor, a little hose, and just just. Get it all over. Just boom, Ooh, boom, boom. It was good. awesome. That's a good. Uh... And then you go to some of these places, and they just got this little brush, and they just kind of brush you for three seconds, and you're good to go. And it's like I still got hair all over my forehead and my ears and my neck. Come on, like the loose hair. Is it a like, is it a guy doing it or a, or a gal doing it? Usually, it's a gal. I feel like a gal's haircut. Maybe they don't realize mm-hmm. how all the little hairs. Mm-hmm. will fuck up a dude because with a, when a gal gets a haircut I think it's more of like a whole procedure yeah yeah they're gonna shampoo it's it out it's not so much that. like yeah little little hairs coming mm-hmm. off around the ears and everything I would put it to that maybe but yeah the barber I grew up on he had an air compressor and one of those spirally hose things and just just yeah fill up oh, your bike tires for the ride home awesome yeah it was great anyway uh, another thing that you might see on Riverdale Road in Colorado is a Phantom Camaro. People see this Phantom Camaro apparently in the 70s. Hell yeah. There was a guy Hell driving yeah. a... I love a 70s Camaro. Ooh, I love those. Mm-hmm. In the 70s, yep. apparently there was a guy driving uh, driving too fast, and he crashed, and uh, one of the headlights... Well, the, the poor driver died on impact, and the crash caused one of the headlights to go out, and then the other one was just kind of flickering. When they found the car, it was just one of the headlights was just kind of flickering, and the poor driver's dead. But now people is see. It, is this a testament to the quality of the vehicle it or might the, be. just uh, how, how weak the driver was? <laughs> but now people see this Phantom Camaro with one headlight speeding around, and he'll come up behind oh. you, and you're like, What's this asshole doing? And then you look again, and there's getting, nobody there. There's no car. Haunted by the wallflower song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to play the hell out of that on the radio back in the day. Back I like w- that first single, and then the one headlight one caught on. I'm like, well, that Sixth Avenue Heartbreak song was a better mm-hmm. tune, in my opinion. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, it's always a- like the second the second hit always gets popular. I'm like, the first one was way better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a rant that nobody gives a shit about. Um, so, <laughs> Phantom Camaro, though. Yeah. A haunted cool car. I don't believe that a, a ghost car would ever be around. Uh-huh. But I like the idea of haunted cool cars. Yeah, I do, too. It's a lot much of fun. Much like, but also much like haunted, like haunted locations already being places that look like they would be haunted it's never like a it's never like a camry it's never a haunted camry <laughs> do you remember that urban legend about like oh i you know buying a used car from somebody that like passed away or like killed themselves like 
Oh yeah, he did the exhaust thing in the garage, and then the steam in the windows. There's like a message written in the window. Yeah, I remember that. It's like urban legend, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Haunted. All my chamber. urban legends happen to all, all my urban legends happen to white people, which I find surprising. Well, how do you know they happen to white people? I don't know because it was always like, oh, you know, my cousin. You don't oh, have okay. a black cousin. This this isn't an urban legend. Maybe you don't have any black friends. <laughs> Maybe yeah, they're suburban <laughs> legends. They're the suburban that legends. Was the, that was the joke I was leaning on from the get-go, Dave. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. I gotcha. All, all these urban legends happen to a lot of white people. <laughs> oh, it took me a second to follow that one. It just No, it wasn't a good joke. You're right. That's all right. That's all right buddy. <laughs> it's not that you didn't get it. It was a bad, it was a bad joke. <laughs> This Camaro, by the way, not out joyriding. A lot of people say he's uh, he eggs you on. He he uh, tries to entice you into a race. And the next oh, that's thing what you, you know, do with the Camaro. You're in the ditch. So you oh, really? The ghost Camaro wants to race you? Mm-hmm. Dude, were you? Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I was when I was a teenager. I was an absolute fucking maniac behind the wheel. And I don't know why, because I wasn't a maniac. <laughs> I wasn't a maniac in every other aspect of my life. I mean, you know, typical teenage stuff. But I had this thing when I, when I was driving as a teenager. I, if you were in front of me, you were about to get passed. Like I was just always looking to pass people. And I think maybe because I lived on this long stretch of road that was just, you know, one lane each direction, there was not any passing lanes mm-hmm. or, or two lanes. But I just and no matter how fast you were going, if you're in front of me, you're fixing to get past as soon as I can yeah. do it somewhat safely. And now, like, rarely will I pass somebody, you know, on a single lane road. I mean, you got to be going real slow out in the middle of nowhere for me to actually take up yeah. the, you know, take the initiative to pass you. But like where I lived and where I I lived in Waleska, Georgia, but we'd have to go down to Canton to do anything. Waleska had nothing, so it was about a fifteen twenty minute drive, probably fifteen miles. I know Canton, yeah. And every single trip, I passed at least three or four people. Like, get the fuck out of my way! I gotta go. <laughs> I look back on this like, what? What were you doing? Why were well, you? Well, is that a, a mix of you hurry? being, yeah, you being a, a juiced up idiot teenager? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. if I was one too, but like a like a like a pubescent boy, mm-hmm. and now here's all the power of a vehicle, exactly, without understanding the real implications of like how poorly that can go. Yeah, yeah. Like when you hear about like, oh, teens dying in a car accident, it's tragic, and it's also like, of course. Yeah, you don't understand what the, you're not. You're not attached to the power that you're wielding. Yeah, I think in yeah. some sense, being behind a wheel and behind a d- dashboard and having, which is why road rage. Why people will just mm-hmm. be so. It's so easy, to like scream and yell and flip somebody off while you're in your car that you wouldn't do in person at all. Yeah, a false sense of security. Um. Also in Georgia, do you think it's like, well, here's like a teen in a community of like farmers and older people that are well aware of what can happen on these. That was part of it. Sure. Yeah. Back roads. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, I just grew up in the suburbs. So there wasn't a lot of places to open it up. But there were the stretches like, oh, this is the street race Mm -hmm. part of the road. 
Speaking of which, I got my license suspended a month after having my license. A, a month after I got my license, when I turned 16, I uh, was on the freeway, and I got stopped going like 82 and a 65. And I didn't even think anything. Really? I thought it was just a ticket. And I uh, had to go to, to court, and the guy suspended my license for three months, like when I first got oh, it. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then I thought, well, no big deal. My folks will never know about this. And somehow, like, they they inquired that night, like, how'd it go? And I just, like, haphazardly mentioned it, like, yeah, he suspended my license. I was just like, you know, no big deal. And they were like, uh, yeah. no, that's a big deal. You're not driving for three. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, come on. They're like, no, idiot. A, you'll go to jail. <laughs> You go to yeah yeah like but I was like I was so surprised that my parents were going to enforce that and I was like what are you talking about oh. like I'll be good I'll be safe but yeah just got my license a month later I got it taken away for three months for being a but maybe idiot. that's why maybe they're like yeah they know in that area like yeah that's why it has to be a harsh punishment kind of thing yeah I guess I so. got speeding tickets all the time I mean they they used to everybody hated like right in front of my high school there was a stop sign. And they would pinch you just for doing like four over. Mm-hmm. But I think it was maybe like now with like the wisdom of now, like still like you know fu- what what a speed trap and fuck them anyway. Mm-hmm. Like fake. I, I, okay, all right. Got a whole rant to go on. But I'm looking back. Maybe it is like, oh, you just got your license. This is why you obey speed limits. Mm-hmm. Here's your first lesson. Yeah. You know. Also, it's across. It's a main street in front of a high school that people and it's by a grade school so this is where kids will cross if anywhere that you should learn your lesson immediately it's right here where kids are crossing the street all the time yeah that's so looking back it's kind of like all right i i can see them like trying to throw down i uh I don't know how I feel like it's, it was like a philosophical argument. Do you think issuing tickets randomly or posting like fake cop cars is better to reinforce a law? I mean, fake cop cars like it, definitely slow you down. Um, when I was it slows cop- everybody down and then you're not getting punished, but it's mm-hmm. like, does that reinforce, like, is that better than giving one person a ticket? Like, one person who might be a problematic speeder mm-hmm. that they have to learn their lesson or the presence of this police vehicle, you know, manned or not, slows everybody down and makes people behave, you know, more sensibly. Yeah, I'm not sure. And also, I don't know if I've ever seen empty cop cars for that purpose. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a just an empty cop car parked in a place that looks like he's running radar trying to catch speeders. Oh, the whole Portland airport here, they have like two or three when you pull in. Really? My hometown, they would have them posted up in places. Yeah, I don't. when I was a cop, I don't remember ever that being a thing. What I would do, my department was so worried about stats. Like, you know, you got to have stats. You got to write tickets. You got to do this. Yeah. You got to make arrests. And uh, what I would do is I would stop people all the time, and I would just write warnings. I would be like, because... That would show to my boss that I'm being what we would call proactive. I'm out there being proactive. I'm stopping cars, blah, blah, blah. But also, like, you know, if if the person was 
cool about it. Now, if you were a fucking prick, Mm -hmm. you know, sign right here, sir. But uh, I wasn't looking to, like, just hand out tickets. I would stop cars in hoping that maybe there would be something bigger at play. You know, stop somebody for an expired tag, and then you snoop around, and maybe they got, you know, drugs or whatever. They got a warrant. But uh, if they didn't, and it was just kind of a bullshit thing anyway, just write them a warning. It didn't. It yeah. costs them no money. It does nothing to their insurance or their license. Plus, it shows my boss that I'm actually doing things. Like, you know, why am I just going to be handing out $100, $200 tickets yeah. to people who don't really deserve them? I got pinched by a, I made a right. I made a right turn without stopping because I knew the cross traffic had a left green arrow, so I didn't stop. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a video camera ticket, 285 bucks. Jeez. I ain't playing around out here, man. Man. Yet every night, every night, there's a huge street racing community here. Really? Okay. Every night I hear I'm just tearing, tearing around. Yeah, you hear a lot around here. Yeah. On, on Sunset Strip, late at night, you hear these exotic cars. Oh, like, somebody's always got a, yeah, somebody's always got a rental, a rental Lamborghini. Do you hear? Okay, this is not quite boogie monster, but not quite conspiracy theory. But that like crypto investment thing that just tanked. Yeah, I heard about that. FTX. Like I'm having, yeah, I'm having a real fun. T- Obviously, I'm fucking around on Twitter. Yeah. Like, the By the way, Elon you still, Musk, but have you not got busted yet or suspended? No, I guess I'm not famous <laughs> enough. I don't know. I, I guess because I didn't change my picture to him or not. I don't know. Yeah. But the fact that that you heard about the one with the, it was the insulin company uh-uh. where somebody just took their name and said oh insulin's free <laughs> and they had to go and apologize like oh it's not it's like no you should be apologizing for price gouging insulin true yeah not apologizing that somebody made a fake thing their stock tanked uh lockheed martin somebody's like oh we will we'll discontinue selling weapons to the middle east until we investigate human rights violations by certain countries <laughs> And everybody's like, oh, what a good thing. And they're like, oh, no, no, that wasn't us. And their stock tanked. And I'm like, this is awesome. I think this is is awesome. (laughs) I love that this is blowing up in that fucking dork's face. I love love all of it. (laughs) I think it's awesome. And then the crypto thing that went tits up, and it's like a billion dollars lost. And then I think it was like Lori Kilmartin was like, wait, just I just want to make sure I got my facts straight. Yeah. Everybody gave a 28-year-old that lives in the Bahamas millions of dollars to trust that trusted him with their money yeah. and it didn't work out. I just want to make sure I got my facts straight. I'm like, yeah. Ah, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, back to Riverdale Road. Uh, people see ghosts swinging from trees. Um, Whoa! You can like do them for fun, do, or like it was bad. Uh, slave history, a lot of slave history in oh, that area. Okay. Apparently, and, not uh, abandoned playgrounds. Yeah, apparently people see entities. Slave swinging. history in Denver? Yeah, I think there's slave history everywhere in America. But yeah, there's. Uh, I think there was slaves in the in the Great Plains in the West. Right, I assume. Uh, well, I mean, racism, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, racism. But, but I don't think that's one of the things I've learned about Oregon. Like the history mm-hmm. here is that it's people. Like once slavery was abolished, people, the white people, are going like, "Ooh, well, we're not going to be well liked down here now," mm-hmm. and they escape to up here. So Oregon has. I need to be much more informed on this. 
mm-hmm. before I present what I'm saying as actual fact. <laughs> but like the idea, like the history here is that a lot of Oregon founded by prior slave owners that were like, we better get away. Yeah. So maybe that, maybe that's some of the holdover, but I don't think Colorado was even part of the United States. Well, you know what? This is really, boy, we don't, you know, we start talking. You're like, I don't know anything that I'm about to say. Welcome to the boogie monster. <laughs> Uh, shapeshifters, people see shapeshifters along Riverdale Road. Speaking of shapeshifters, uh, new episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. There's one about the Navajo Rangers. All kinds of great Ooh, I was stuff watching in that those, episode. yeah. That episode's great. There, uh, did you see the one about the Navajo Rangers? I did, yeah. Navajo. Did you see the one where one of the Rangers, who's kind of uh, narrating the whole thing towards the end, he's like... I actually have personal experience with this stuff, and he tells his story about being chased mm-hmm. by a shapeshifter along the side of the road. Oh, my God. The yeah. way he described that was so terrifying. But, yeah, that was a good episode. This, do you? Is there any point where, like, I wonder if I was of, a, like, an indigenous people, if, like... They all just at some point like, let's just make up the craziest shit to scare white people. <laughs> like, fuck them. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get their motivation like they, for that. They, by right, listen, they can't doubt us anymore, mm-hmm. yeah. all right? They fucked us over so bad that now they have to believe everything we're doing. Let's just go nuts. <laughs> and like, like, let's just come up with all kinds of crazy shit and see what they bite on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking that's like an angle of like, fuck these honkies. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And, well, we talked about that before with the shapeshifters. Like, I could definitely see if if any group of people deserve to be cursed, you know, the, the way we treated Native mm-hmm. Americans when we were getting this country off the ground. Like, ugh. Yeah. Manifest destiny still blows my fucking mind. God wants me to have this land. Really? Because we've been here for thousands of years it's, peacefully. It's no, no God wants us of, to live here. God wants us. I don't I don't nope. know of any group. Out of the one island people that are just like, leave us alone. Mm-hmm. And then some missionary went there like, I'll get them. And they just ate them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe mind your own damn business. That was, oh, I told you, I, w- I watched that movie Green Inferno. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, you told me about that. I haven't seen that, but I've heard some of the highlights of that movie, and it seems pretty rough. It's just, I mean, it, it's Eli Roth, so it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, it sure is gruesome. Good mm-hmm. job, Eli Roth. Yeah. You, you made, you, you sure, made sure it was gross. Good job. <laughs> you made sure it was gross. Good uh job. One of the gates to hell supposedly is around uh, Riverdale Road. Uh, That's kind of the origin of of all this stuff. There was this dude. What was his name? Oh, hell, I've already forgotten his name. I had it written. David Wolpert. David Wolpert. uh, With a lot of folks in the mid-1800s, the westward expansion, going out to uh, find some gold and whatnot. I think he and a whole group of folks went out to uh, California 
in uh, around 1859, looking for gold, didn't find any. He backtracked, finally settled around Denver. And in uh, 1864, he built a house at 9190 Riverdale Road. And he was a farmer, and he couldn't get his crops to grow. He even had like an underground chicken coop that he was trying to get going. None of those chickens thrived. And apparently, as the legend goes, he made a pact with the devil. He said, hey, devil, <laughs> help, help me out with my crops and my livestock. I got to, you know, I'm not uh, a very good farmer. Give me some tips. And the devil made a deal with him. And apparently, uh, David Wolpert, he had just been married, just had a newborn son. And apparently, he burned his house down while his wife and son were inside. They perished. And now, uh, apparently, that's one of the gates to hell. And he put up, <laughs> put up an old rusty gate around his property because people could hear all kinds of crazy shit going on. And, uh, yeah, people say... I just have this vision of, like... I just have this vision of the devil with, like, a janitor's key ring. Like, what are, are we at? What, 36? All right, hold on. And just jingling all these keys. <laughs> like, there's so many gates to hell, he just can't... Oh, I got to come up with, like, a universe. You know what? I'm going to put up lock boxes because this is getting ridiculous. What's the code? It's 666. What do you think the code was going to be? Come on, guys. Of course you know what the code is. <laughs> also, like, it's weird that that's even a, an option on your list of, uh, you know, how am yeah, I going to solve yeah. this problem? Let me see what the devil's up to tonight. Maybe we can uh, yeah, cut how, a deal. How many people did you ask before the devil came up? Mm-hmm. Did you try to get a loan uh, from the my- bank? Yeah, I, I talked to the bank. I talked to my parents. I did some <laughs> fundraising. I, there's no, I have no other option. I need to summon uh, Beelzebub. Man, if they just <laughs> had GoFundMe uh, back then, none of this would be around. Yeah, that's, that's all. Yeah. The GoFundMe is run by the devil. You don't realize it. That's everybody making a secret pact with the devil. Mm-hmm. Also, I wonder if the devil, I wonder if anybody's deal, like, you know what? This farm still sucks, devil, so <laughs> you're not getting paid back. <laughs> Like, what if Robert Johnson still yeah. sucked at guitar? <laughs> like, he sold his soul to the devil, and he's like, he's a competent rhythm player at best. Not very good. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I, I actually only, I was only subletting my soul to the devil. Devil, I'm only, he's only got me uh, nights and weekends. Oh man, but yeah, I've never been. Uh, I've never been on this road, but I am going to Colorado next month, so maybe I'll go check it out and see what's up. Find this Camaro. It looks like it's a nice little. It's on the South Platte River. Okay. Yeah, go find a ghost Camaro. But it looks like uh, there's a lot of parks and everything along this hmm. Platte River. Although you said you're going next month, might be a little chilly to enjoy the outdoors there. Yeah, it's true. As I was just there Saturday night, and it was a little, a little cold. Oh yeah, you want to you want to talk about that? Mr. No, 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 it was just a private gig private for a birthday gig. party for a yeah. guy who just, uh, but he seemed like it was actually a good one. You know, sometimes these things can go a little weird. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird thing with, uh, well, I've only done two private gigs. So okay, I, can't I was about to ask you, what's expertise. your worst one? It's just, well, this was the best one. I'll put it that way. Uh-huh. And the other one wasn't, they're just weird. It's like, am, am I... am I Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman or am I Jennifer Connelly and Requiem for a Dream? Oh no! Which, oh, no. yeah, it's which it really is. Ouch! Which which types of this profession mm-hmm. will I be enjoying? Yeah. Uh, but no, it was it was fun. You know, went all, went all right. But I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna 
like disclosing too much of that kind of stuff. But you had a good time. For that kind of gig, yeah. It's <laughs> definitely not, you know. It's all relative. Hey, it's these kind of gigs that mean I can uh, do some of the weirdo ones out in the world. Mm-hmm. So. Ugh, speaking of gigs, man. Ugh. Speaking of gigs, man. Hey, man, uh, the show's in less than a month. <laughs> Where's the ticket link? What are you talking about, uh, man? I'm still waiting for you to give me the guest spots. I got to know who to put on this ticket link. Well, not trying to stroke my own ego, but I'm the headliner, right? Uh, just put my name on there and let's get these ticket link up. So people who are emailing me wondering where the tickets link's at. Yeah, man, I just, you know, I'm waiting on all the guest spots to finalize before I put the ticket link up. Okay, well, with all due respect, are people buying tickets to come see the guest spots? And not to belittle guest spots, guest spots are important, but guest spots don't typically move a lot of tickets. You, I'm the headliner, we've been confirmed for months, can we get a ticket link up? Yeah, well, i just like to put all the, okay. Well, I'm, I'm not going to let you say where or no, I'm not when the show where. is, because no. you'll be implicating somebody, but, but I do like, want the details Jesus. off air, So Jesus, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I can't comment because I don't know, without knowing what you're talking about, I can't say if. But that was his argument, was like, well, I don't I don't know who else is on the show yet. Okay, just put my name on there so I can sell a few tickets ahead of time, maybe? Okay. Anyway, where are you going to be, Kyle? Uh, what you got coming up? This, this week... Indianapolis Helium, Fort Wayne at the Summit Comedy Club, and then Thalia Hall Monday and Tuesday for the Canaan's Giving shows, and then we're wrapping up this whole year in Bakersfield and San Francisco, first oh, weekend of December. Hell yeah, buddy. Yeah, girl. That Bakersfield's going to be fun. I did that one a few months ago. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been there. I'm excited to... I remember they're like, so you're playing here. I'm like, I am. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did say. <laughs> I, I was real bad about putting stuff in the calendar. I'm trying to be better about it. Yeah. Well, right on, so, buddy. Uh, in December, you? December, you can catch me in Lafayette, Louisiana. You can catch me in Bryan, Texas, Little Rock, Arkansas, Fort Worth, Texas, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Trinidad, Colorado, and Manitou Springs, Colorado. So that's where I'll be. First couple weeks in December. Uh, most of those tickets available at dumbdavesclub.com. <laughs> when we get all the guest spots and drop-ins and openers figured out, then we will release tickets to that other show I'm talking about. But uh, Oh, boy. Oh, all right. Let's hang up because so, I want to hear which gig this is. <laughs> uh, real quick, comic of the week this week. Um, a good buddy, Andy Sanford, dropping a new special today. Yeah, As you're right. listening to this, okay. it comes out today on YouTube. Uh, I have seen it. He sent me an advance link. Uh, wonderful work, per usual, from Andy. It's called Basket Case. It'll be on YouTube. Andy Sanford, S-A-N-D-F-O-R-D, Sanford. Uh, one of the best joke writers in the game. One of my mm -hmm. best comedy buddies. We started together in Atlanta, and uh, it's already got one special on Prime right now called, uh, uh, which one's that? Shameful Information. But uh, the new one, Basket Case, will be on YouTube today. Andy Sanford, Basket Case. Check it out. Uh, very funny dude. Comic of the Week. All right. 
Rock and roll. Also, uh, not a comic, but uh, this you might be digging this. Musically, I've been kind of in a slump lately. You know, I've been kind of bored mm-hmm. with some of my stuff. Got a hold of that new Vandaliers record. I know you like the Vandaliers. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Vandaliers, yeah, I just uh, like those guys. Perfect band. Uh, they got a they got a toe in each pool. They got they got the pop punk sensibility that you enjoy, and they got the uh, the twang and the all country stuff that I enjoy. A little bit punk, a little like bit country. Say, like they say, we're like we're, we're your punk band's favorite country band. Exactly, exactly. And the new album's just self titled called The Vandaliers. Every song on it is a banger. I've been listening to it a lot this week. Usually, yeah. even bands I love, there's always one or two tracks that I skip through. Every song is just just a toe tapper just great courses yeah. great musicianship uh, man they're a fun band the vandaliers mm-hmm. new album self-titled the vandaliers and uh some yeah. real real so, great stuff so I'm, so I'm first in a live show and mm-hmm. it was uh based on that i'm like oh yeah this is uh this is what it should be yeah this is yeah. what like go see yeah if you just see it, take a chance go see them live if they're coming around i think they're parked back in the south for a little while but mm-hmm yeah, they were out with old 97s for a while. I would have liked to have seen that show. Yeah. Well, all right, buddy. Let's uh, let's do a little shit talking off air and uh, <laughs> get 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 some drinks so we could record Boogie Monster Nights. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, is this by for the way, next week or is it for the week after? The week after. We're taking next week off for Thanksgiving. I need a whole week to make my turkey gumbo. So. He does. The man just sits there, <laughs> just strung out, stirring a pot. It is going to be about a three day process because I'm making it. I'm brining Jesus a turkey, and then I'm making the turkey. Then I'm going to debone the turkey. Then I'm going to make a stock with all the other bullshit from the turkey. And then then I'm going to rebone the, the turkey. That's right. So, yeah, it is going to be about a three or four day process. So, I'm very excited. Very excited. All right. Well, so Dave needs some time off for turkey gumbo. So. <laughs> Boogie Monster Nights back on November 29th. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you then. Y'all have a great Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, just, just focus, salt, power through. This is your time to shine. It's, it's time to overeat. And some good old-fashioned <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, just you know, yeah. have a good meal and make me proud. <laughs> All right, All buddy. Right. The Boogie Monster.
Network.